podcast, Greater Than Yourself, Season 4. Do you have an idea for an episode or a question about sobriety, spirituality, 12 steps, or sponsorship? Email us at podcastgreaterthanyourself at gmail.com or contact us on Instagram at podcast underscore greater underscore than underscore yourself or doctor underscore silkworth. So ready. He did catch me up on what I missed this morning at RWO. I'm glad we landed where we did. I'm excited. It was a good... That worked out really well. Okay, perfect. I told... And I'm Ted. Sorry. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, slightly premature. Uh, welcome to Podcast Greater Than Yourself. My name's John Barleycorn. That was Ted. And with us today is our friend Sylvia. Yes. Hi, Sylvia. Hi, Ted. Stellar, stellar beginning. And uh, thank you for joining us. Um, I have no idea what order these episodes are going to go up in. Yeah. So let's pretend that this is the first one dropping. Because it's going to start that way, and that's going to be fucking funny. And I'm just going to be like, that would be great to have this one be first. (laughs) So uh, that's a long way of saying uh, a few things have changed at the podcast greater than yourself. And a few things remain the same, right? We got brand new studio. (laughs) (laughs) Craft services on site. Word on the street is... Don't make direct eye contact with John Barleycorn. <laughs> it's not true. Those are g- grossly exaggerated rumors. Grossly exaggerated. But the guy who did my makeup was very handsy. Right. Yeah. Do do navigate over to the Patreon where you can <laughs> view the, the the live stream of the podcast. Can you imagine if we tried to live stream video of this? What a fucking nightmare that would be. I've already said the F word like five times, so this has to be the first episode of the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is distinct first energy, first episode energy. So, what happens on day ninety-one? Does anybody I'm very know? To find out. <laughs> I know. I don't really know. I um, actually, I do know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's like saying what happens on day five eighty-four or something, right? But. Does it feel weird that we're both like sitting here in the same room just staring at you? It's so weird. I feel so <laughs> left down. Uh, for the people listening at home, Sylvia and John are or watching, together. not watching on the Patreon live stream. Yeah, people who can't see us in full drag, dressed up for the podcast. Uh, yeah, it's very. I feel very left out. I want to. I'm be upset there. that you got makeup though. I was not offered makeup. Yeah. Yeah. They ran out of time. They spent several hours on Ted. Mm. Was it not in your writer? No. Okay. See, you'll have the to fact that he, get your people to get with our people. Maybe we. The fact that he was something. handsy was actually sort of comforting because it meant that John had read my writer all the way through. <laughs> uh, 
So, um, I'm I'm kind of I don't know. Maybe it's a mistake, but I've been sort of I don't want to say hyper tailoring. I haven't been as hands on as uh, sitting Senator Ted C's makeup artist today, but I have been putting some care and some thought and consideration into who I'm giving which topic to this season. Um, <laughs> it's funny to say that and then look at your face because I feel like <laughs> I feel like the two times I've done it so far, the person's like, and you gave me this lump of crap for a no, topic. Okay. I don't I don't feel that way. Okay, I think good. it's interesting that you associate me with that 90 and 90 thing because to me everybody gets told to do that you know right um so i did i wouldn't know that my experience has been any different um and i was i I mean i I probably would have done it even if someone hadn't told me to do that because i'm a zoom baby Mm -hmm. and when i got here i was just so confused trying to figure out what is this and meetings were available online. And so there were days that I was going to like three or four meetings and right. back to back to back um, when, it, you know, before work or after work or whatever, uh, because I didn't know what I did when I was sober. I didn't know what I liked to do when I was sober. I didn't know how to stay sober. And, you know, when people told me go to meetings, that felt like, yeah, I'll find a clue there. You mm-hmm. know, like certainly that's going to, that'll get me closer to whatever I need to do. Right. So, so you really did do 90 and 90. Yeah, I probably did 90 in less than 90 days, you know, and a couple of those would have been in person meetings, but the majority would have been over Zoom for sure. And were you doing it with the intention of you were you had heard 90 and 90? And so you, were you keeping track of like, I need to do 90 and 90? Like, was that your goal? No, at least partially. I started keeping track of meetings with the Zoom information. So if I found one that I really liked, I would have it there um, and I would know like when that meeting took place or if there was like a speaker, I would write their name and, you know, I would get numbers. And so I was keeping all that information in one place. But the intent wasn't like, I mean, you know. I'm going to get this fucking Chili's gift card. I'm going to do this 90 and 90, you know? <laughs> like, I'm still waiting on my prize. Um, and when I think about where I was when I ended those meetings, I I hadn't started my recovery. You know, I was certainly mm. in a rat maze on my way to finding a qualified sponsor, but those meetings got me nothing. Well, were you 90 days sober? Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I just wasn't sure. No, no, that wasn't like a smart ass. No, 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 no. I, no, it did sound like actually, a what about. <laughs> but that, I mean, that is true. Um, I was, I was super frustrated, but I was sober. Yeah, I wanted to die. <laughs> yeah. the, I had not had the, any particular kind of liquid inside of me. Yeah. Well, see, this is the problem with Zoom. Um, and I maintain this, you know, if at an in-person meeting, first... <laughs> can't look at me like I'm being serious when I'm about to tell a joke. Sorry. Anyway, at a Zoom meeting, you don't get the sash that they give you oh. at your first in-person <laughs> no, meeting. No, I don't know about any of that. Therefore, you don't get the the badge to put on the sash. Bring out the sash days. and the badge, folks. Bring it out. <laughs> and then they all clap, but it's like... Like the Slow. whole room, all in unison. It's not applause. It's like, yeah, yeah, sash. They're chanting sash. Um, yeah, I can't believe you haven't had that happen. 
the reason <laughs> the reason that I thought of you is because, um, well, let me say two things. The first thing, it must be in three things. The first thing, now it's the new first thing. The first thing is, it must be insufferable to have conversations with me. Yeah. Uh, because I do this. I constantly... <laughs> now, the okay. third thing is the new first thing. No, no, no that, was the fir- <laughs> that was the first one. Out of the way. It usurped the two actual things. Second thing... Um, I lost it. No, I didn't. <laughs> Jokes. The second thing is that... I wanted to do this, right? I wanted the I want a podcast episode out there about Alcoholics Anonymous titled What Happens on Day 91. Actually titled What Happens on Day 91. <laughs> you know, something like that. Um I want that out there because I think people are wondering, right? Third thing, which was the first thing when there was only one thing, then second, now it's third third thing <laughs> I would punch him in the mouth <laughs> specifically third thing uh, relative to you I uh, heard you do a lead at a meeting I don't know a while back when I was driving only time I've ever been driving while on a zoom meeting mm-hmm. I had never done it before and it was like you know how on our Saturday thing my wife will like start the car and then my Bluetooth yeah. goes into the car <laughs> and then y'all are all talking to my kid and I'm in here like losing my mind. Yeah. Um so I I I basically did that to myself, like getting out of the car and so anyway. Um but dur- but I caught your whole lead before that fiasco. And during your lead you were talking about one of the things that you mentioned was having heard that I want to call it advice. Direction. Direction, yeah. yeah. Having heard that from someone, I think it was a sponsor, an early sponsor of yours, and having done it, and immediately you came to mind when I was thinking about actually doing this as a topic this season because you're somebody who I know is recovered and who I would trust and send a newcomer to to do the steps. Me too, 100%. Um, Thank you. Or someone with a bunch of time who's miserable and wants a new take on the steps, I would send them to you. Um, Preach. So you're, you're, you're somebody who falls into that bucket, um, but you have recent experience in this shot at sobriety of being handed that guidance and doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that's the kind of person, because me and him don't. Like, I have experience with that, you know, back in the fucking Mesozoic period or whatever. <laughs> and he has, he never had somebody tell him that and, and did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I was thinking about this earlier today is that I don't know how many, how important it is for me to like part of my story that I kind of like just fell into this version of recovery and I didn't have like the struggle with the whole 90 and 90 thing. And then that got me thinking that it might be helpful, Sylvia, for people listening, like, to get like, okay, is, was this the first time you tried to get sober? Was the 90 and 90 the first time you tried to do that? Like, what's your deal? Like, mm-hmm. so people know when, when you're talking, what's the experience that you're, you're bringing us here? Right. Yeah. So, uh, 
I'm Sylvia. I'm an alcoholic. I'm Sylvia. <laughs> Sash. Sash. <laughs> Glad you're here. Thanks. Thanks so much. Um, I managed to drive my life into the ground during the pandemic. Um, that's when, you know, I was just done, out of ideas, whatever. Um, I don't know how or if I would have been able to get sober without uh, going into a detox and like physically removing myself, you know, just being in that type of environment. So when I came out that day, I went to an AA meeting and luckily I had a I had a normie friend with me who was a nurse and she had seen, you know, she'd sat with me um, in the admissions process and all that. So she saved my life. Um, it was a horrible meeting. It was like a really mm. depressing, That's surprising, dank, disgusting room of people. Wait, dank in the bad way though, right? For the youth <laughs> listening at home, youth. <laughs> yes, for the youth, um, dank in a bad way. Stimmy. Um, it was miserable, but I knew that that wasn't it. That I that I didn't have the option of just being like, oh, this isn't going to work out. You know, I knew that that was one meeting. Mm -hmm. It was a shady location. I didn't have to go back to that one. Um, I didn't know yet about like all of the Zoom options. But you did, you subjectively experienced it as being, a, you were like, oh, this, you thought to yourself, this was a bad AA meeting. It was horrible. Someone, wow. a man came up to me after the meeting and tried to hit on me. Um, uh, it was just a very uncomfortable experience, you yeah. know, all the way around. And there was a very nice, well-meaning woman who spoke to me after the meeting. She spoke to me for too long. She told me things that weren't helpful. Hmm. But I left feeling not better. Not like, oh, yeah. thank God I found AA, you know. Um, and I know that that was God because I left there going, okay, Sylvia. Like, this was a major fear. You stepped foot in the room of AA. Mm -hmm. You told them you were an alcoholic. Like, this is fucking real. Like, we're doing this, you know? And so that was just, like, a big first step. Um, yeah. And, and so eventually I found, like, a home group, like this, you know, kind of new nurse meeting or whatever. And I found a woman with, like, almost 30 years of sobriety. And I think it was, like, at her advice that I do the 90-90. Really, it was, like, the, the whole group kind of promoting that as like a way that we keep sober and keep coming back we'll love you until you can love yourself and we choose not to drink today like it was just like this whole bucket of slogans you know mm -hmm. and no one ever told me why I should do that <laughs> you know I, yeah, I mean I didn't, right. I didn't really know t to ask I mean you get a lot of direction in AA and you're not really told like why what am i hoping to achieve out of going to 90 meetings in 90 days when mm -hmm. you really think why do about I have to keep like coming back yeah like if if you're really telling someone to do that, what, how would they behave after 90 days? You know, well, they, they, they might not ever hear the solution, but they're going to get really good at like parroting things oh, that yeah. other people right. say. <laughs> uh, they're going to know all of the slogans. They're, they're going to be able to recite the ninth step promises, you know, and they might know the 12 steps you mean by the then. promises. Right. And they're going to, they're going to know their day count because they got to know that so they can right. show up and say that. And so, mm -hmm. It's like so many other things. Um, people are just like, yeah, you should do this. And you're like, okay, you know, <laughs> maybe Whatever, that'll help dude, yeah. me. But like, I don't, I don't never, I don't know what I hope to get out of that. Okay, but was this your first go at AA? Oh, yeah, this is, yeah, this is my first time ever being sober. This longest I've been sober, my, you know, since I was 13 years old. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Yeah. So you're kind of okay. If 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 we all run the spectrum from like, um, am I allowed to say famous people's names? I mean, well, okay. I wish so you like, would. Okay. Well, so like, on the one, on the one, an asshole the literally named himself after someone who's famous. I want to be respectful to you know all of them. No, but. So, like, on one end of the spectrum, I think about, like, Amazon, who, if you don't know who oh, that is. Oh, you mean fucking AA people? Please, no. Yeah. What are you... Oh. That's what? not a movie star or something. <laughs> Everybody, that, if you don't... Okay. Reset. <laughs> when I think about um, all of the range of people's experiences in AA, you're kind of, like, right in the middle. Maybe. Maybe that's not fair to say, but there's, like, the people who have been sober for, like, 15 years, and they're and they've never stumbled into any solution and it takes the pain of like living dry and miserably mm. to finally do the steps and it's not like it, it, your experience doesn't sound like it was like quite like that and then there are people on the other end of the spectrum who like had never encountered um like a meeting maker aa and then they just kind of stumble into what i would call like solution aa and mm -hmm. you're kind of like helpfully you've experienced kind of a little bit of, you have kind of a foot in both camps mm -hmm. like you've seen the good the bad and the in-between um so i think you're a perfect person for this episode too because like people that's probably the most common like people can relate to that i hope yeah i i can i hear it's it's a similar to it's a similar experience that i hear often there's like most of the people who i have sponsored in the last few years since the podcast started have been people like that or well I would say almost all of them you tack on a few times through mm -hmm. where they keep relapsing yeah. and yeah, they keep exactly. coming back and someone's like gotta double up on your meetings <laughs> 180 and 90 <laughs> yeah you know, I've actually shared in a meeting, and I don't share my time sober, um, but apparently I look young enough that someone with decades of sobriety spoke up and was like, yeah, I used to really, I used to have that outlook too, and I used to really, you know, agree with you and the solution in the book and everything, but I have my routine, and I, you know, my meetings keep me sober, and like, it's just because you're so new, you know, that enthusiasm will kind of wear off, and... <laughs> like man like Wolf. that's your message for this room you know? right yeah <laughs> um jesus that you used to be dumb like me but you grew out of it you know and now Yikes. like so listen aa doesn't work that well <laughs> so right. it was not <laughs> but there tamper, are still when you say solution based we're talking about like the 12 steps of alcohol it's anonymous True. and yeah. i just share that because you know someone who has you know, years of sobriety arguably is recovered, truly believes that it's the meetings that keep her sober, that it's the people mm -hmm. in those rooms, it's the routine, it's right. having expectations or like norms that she can depend on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I can see how that would be very helpful. I mean, I'm myself, I'm a very type A person. I, I think I've come a long way um, and let go a lot of control but I can see how that's helpful I just don't associate that sort of guidance as the solution so as a type Preach. A person you're really enjoying the uh, chaotic nature of the space you're in right now yeah this is fantastic <laughs> are we doing this every Saturday <laughs> as you said type A I'm looking around I'm like <laughs> she's about to have a panic attack no no um, 
I I really I'm a new person. You right. know, I I don't recognize that that type A person that I referenced anymore. Like right, like I was I was on a Zoom call with someone I just started working with yesterday, um, talking about well, I happen to have a copy of the book right here. On Which page, book? Page twenty seven. Uh, this is uh, twelve and twelve. How to make friends and influence people. <laughs> okay. Page 27, Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, you know, there's the Roland Hazard, Carl Jung story, um, which I, you know, I don't need to get into or whatever. But this and page 25, I think, are really helpful for this conversation we're having right now. So, um, basically... Roland Hazard is this crazy rich dude who goes over to, I don't know, Switzerland, I think. And um, I'm like, the emails I'm going to get from the AA historian knobs and snobs. It's on this pronounced Yoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, by today's standard, he was not rich. He was, you know, whatever. Um, anyway. Income inequality is the worst that it's ever been. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, right up top for the Dan Browns out there doing their Da Vinci Code deep dives on the big book, I'm not presenting this as fact. This is just me anecdotally rehashing the story. Anyway, so he's over there in Europe and he's like trying to, you know, recover, whatever, not drink anymore. And he's working with the young for like a year or whatever. And then he like gets drunk on the way home, right? Comes back and he's like, uh, "Hey, what the fuck, dude?" <laughs> right? Um, and Carl Jung is like, "You have the mind of a chronic alcoholic. I've never seen one single case recover <laughs> where the state of mind existed to the extent that it does in you." Yikes! Right? Uh, That's step, bad. Step, right. Step one: experience. Our friend here. I can do this so you can actually see me. Oh, it was better before. Okay, my bad. <laughs> I'm just going to log off the Zoom if you're going to be mean. Um, so, step one experience, right? Because our friend felt as though the gates of hell had closed on him with a clang. That's a pretty good step one experience. Complete deflation. Yeah. He said, is there no pretty exception? Good. Right? <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love how almost smart-ass this is. Yes, replied the doctor. There is. Exceptions to cases such as yours have been occurring since early times. Here and there, once in a while, alcoholics have had what are called vital spiritual experiences. To me, these occurrences are phenomena, meaning like, I don't know, shit just like magically happens, <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> and later in the paragraph, he, he says, uh, in fact, I've been trying to produce such some such emotional rearrangement within you but the way that he describes this is they appear to be in the nature of huge emotional displacements and rearrangements ideas emotions and attitudes which were once guiding forces of the lives of these men are suddenly cast to one side and, and a completely new set of conceptions and motives begin to dominate them so back to page 25 uh, this is or the great fact is just this and nothing less that we've had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life, toward our fellows, and toward God's universe. 
The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. Like, um, day 91, you just magically have that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that's true. Because you sit in meetings and you listen to stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's say let's say this. Let me let me put this on the table here. Um, I'm a chronic alcoholic. I've already tried AA in quotes. I'm gonna just put quotes around it. Whatever. I've tried AA several times. I'm speaking specifically to my experience. This is not hypothetical. Uh, I have demonstrated for a decade and a half since having tried AA that I cannot control the amount I drink and I cannot stay stopped when I want to. I've become addicted to numerous drugs. I've done all kinds of things that compromise everything I believe in and hold to be true, right? And I come back to AA. Now, if what I was presented with was um, sitting in meetings where every single person was recovered and doing 10, 11, and 12 every single day out of the book, Mm -hmm. and that's all I did was listen to them talk about that, Mm -hmm. I would still not get that. Right. I would still not have that experience. We see right. that happen all the time. Yes. I see that happen all the time. Right. I see people come into not shitty meetings mm-hmm. and hear, like, I mean, even on, like, you know, Wednesday nights, you know, if you Black Rhinos International Big Book Study. <laughs> Black Rhinos International Big Book Study. Um, you know, if you would happen to come to a meeting like that where you're going to hear... 10 to 15 at least every week recovered people who are actually doing this stuff talk about what it looks like today in their life yeah in reference to whatever chapter we're reading that week um week after week come to that meeting and hear that um and that's all you do you're gonna drink alcohol yeah (laughs) well and so many of the meetings don't even cover the book you know we're talking about sobriety in the summertime or like whatever nonsense you know and so stars so it's like (laughs) you know what again it goes back to like what is the purpose and intent of sitting through 90 of these meetings does Mm -hmm. sobriety in the summer count as one toward my 90 like do i get to count that Um, that's a special but you know you're talking about like a great meeting there's there's fantastic recovery there and so many people from different backgrounds talking about their experiences and the common solution black rhinos international (laughs) i tried to sound like ted you can cut that out god i love that we now interrupt your regularly scheduled broadcast of a podcast greater than yourself for this breaking news The world is stunned as a podcast greater than yourself news has obtained confirmation that Alan G's sponsee Caleb has in fact relapsed. Caleb, of course, was last seen when the two met to review the directions for his fourth step. We now go live to Rockland, New York for this A Podcast Greater Than Yourself exclusive coverage. Oh, hey, Caleb. I suppose you guessed I relapsed. 
Yeah, well, uh, I saw you picked up a 24-hour coin. Yeah, I figured I needed to come in and get honest. I uh, see, so, uh, what's up, man? How are you? Are you feeling all right? Yeah, right when I got out of treatment, I just took the money I had and I got a hotel room instead of going to the halfway house. Gotcha. Well, uh, what all did you get up to? Oh, nothing much, really. Just mostly dark liquors. Uh, okay, I, I meant, um, well, anyway, so it, it looks like you came with the other guys in treatment? I just spent about the weekend partying, bought a girl, you know, doing those things we do. Uh, I mean, I, I don't do those things, but I get what you're saying. So what, what do you think went wrong? Well, I mean, I really think that I just didn't reach out. Like I didn't call nobody. Like I should have called somebody. Uh, I mean, maybe you could have finished that fourth step. Yeah, I mean, like I wasn't feeling right. I guess I should have just called someone, keep me accountable. Uh, yeah, I mean, every time I tried to figure things out, I, I just made everything worse. So really when I did the step work is when things got better. Well, I'm back here. I suited up and showed up. I'm ready to do the dang deal. <clears throat> All right, yeah, I mean, if doing the dang deal is the steps, then let's do it, man. Well, yeah, I want to get at them steps again. Great, I mean, you just gotta follow the directions. They're right in the book. All right, man. Sweet. Yeah, man, hey, you cup up a cigarette? All right, I don't smoke. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Well, uh, you want to set up a time to meet? I could come over to the treatment center. Oh, man. It's good to see you. Hey, wait up, guys. All right, uh, see you, Caleb. A stirring turn of events indeed. Stay tuned to a podcast greater than yourself for up-to-the-minute developments on all your recovery-related news. Man, you, hey, God bless you. Somebody in the meeting on Wednesday, no, two Wednesdays ago, um, the person who, shout out, hosted our last cycle, mm. crushed it. Yeah. Um, Killed. Dear friend, love him. Yeah. Uh, he said something that I've been thinking about a lot. And it, I think it goes to this point that he would go to big book studies and he thought he was right. doing, he thought he was doing it and he was, because he was quote unquote studying the book. And what he meant, he said, like, I was reading it. I wasn't doing fucking anything. I wasn't doing right. it, yeah. right? So it's like, even like, okay, if you went to 90 big book studies in 90 minutes and you just studied the fuck out of it, it's the same thing as when people talk about like, you have to, it's an action. You can't just sit around and talk about it. Nothing will happen. If I talk about plugging in, you know, the whatever. If I if I talk about going over there and punching John in the face for the next hour, but I don't actually get on a plane and, and take an Uber to his, his house and punch him in the face, then what have I been doing? Nothing. I've just been talking about it. Like yeah, I, when I was new enough to not know any better, uh, I was trying to ask questions in a meeting and I felt I very embarrassed. I was very embarrassed because people were, you know, do you have a sponsor? And I'm like, I think They're I do, but like, I can't, I, I 
this isn't something I would ask her about, you know, but it was basically kind of like, let's take it offline. And right. um, so I felt very ashamed and just kind of like shut down. But there's no action like you're not working the steps in a right. meeting. Right. That's something that happens like outside of it. And um, meetings yeah. are important for me to go meet new people and connect with people and be like yeah this shit is rad and i can help you do it and you can do it very quickly like i'm in it with you and so uh but i don't go to meetings because i need to go to five meetings this week or like i need to hear the message or you know any of that but i think that's important for people to understand is like going to meetings that's that's going to a meeting. That's not taking any additional action. It's right. not completing any of the steps that are spelled out in AA. So, um, I, you know, that would have been really helpful for me to know before I was like, yeah, 90 and 90. Right. In, in fact, I think I would say just me anyway, it's harder. I would say that it is actually harder to go to 90 meetings in 90 days and even, even zoom meetings like to try to, to look, make the effort of logging in to one Zoom meeting every day for 90 days in a row or whatever, I would say that is more challenging, um, which is the funny, like ironic thing about it, than just working the steps. Agreed. I think that's more oh, emotionally, yeah. physically, logistically challenging right. than like, and people, and so people, I think anyway, and I say this as someone who never did 90 and 90, but I think people get so, some people get so caught up with the idea and like the ego trip of like oh well i'm just doing my 90 at 90 right now like i'm really mm -hmm. participating in my program like i'm just i'm really good aa because i've been going to meetings for 90 days that they're almost like oh well golden boy of the week for having done that i don't mm -hmm. actually have to do anything else yeah. um like that and so it's it's like a double it's a it's a detriment on multiple levels it's a distraction and also a way for you to pat yourself on the back for how a good little sober boy or girl you are mm -hmm. without actually ever having like to, your ego tricking yourself into thinking that you're doing the thing right and therefore don't have to do anything else it's crazy it's so counterintuitive and counterproductive right it's like i don't have to sponsor people because i'm making coffee at the meetings you know i got this service right. commitment but you know i'm already serving so thanks thanks for asking my service work makes 12-step work possible <laughs> <laughs> For one of the lightning round questions, I thought about making it, what is a GSR? <laughs> Just, could you please explain it to me? Uh, GSR is one of the uh, people who doesn't show up to the monthly meeting for the district. That's, that's who the GSR is. Wow. like, you, when I was GSR, I'd be one of the four suckers who showed up to that meeting out of like 50 groups. And I, every time I'd just be like, why am I not watching Roseanne with my wife at home? Like, what, what the fuck am I doing here? Um, to your point, Sylvia, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to say it from now on. So it sounds like dubbed. So like Sylvia was saying, um, the uh, what step work are you doing in a step study meeting? None. Mm -hmm. You're not doing any step work. There's the step is not being taken in a step study meeting. Even mm, I think I think the only step you could really do in a step study meeting would maybe be one, maybe two. No, okay. Because these are like could... these are like realizations. You know, you've done all the work for one by the time you get here, and if you hear the information presented, you could have an experience with it. It might not be as personal to you as someone sitting with you and, you know, pulling shit out of your life and 
talking you right through the doctor's opinion, hitting page 20 and 21, whatever you would do. Yeah. But I could ostensibly see that happening. But anything else, point. you're not doing that step in that meeting. Right. And, unless you're there to do a 12th step. Unless you're the guy sure. who mm-hmm. doesn't have... Okay, I'm serious. If you, unless you're the guy who doesn't have any... Or, or person who doesn't have any sponsees who's out in the parking lot praying, like, I'm going to this meeting to try to find somebody. And True. then you're... And you're in that meeting and you're listening right. and you're you're identifying someone to approach and you and you do your share and your pitch and then you go to somebody afterwards, then you are doing it. You got me on a technicality on that. Yeah, but even in the for, workshops... I'm talking about people doing the steps. I'm out here for all the people who have the zero sponsees who are trying to find a sponsee. See, the error in that, though, is that if you have not done the steps, but you're like, well, I'm doing step 12... <laughs> Oh yeah, fuck. Oh, if, you, if you're oh. if you are telling yourself that you're out here be, to, to be helpful to somebody in an AA meeting and you've not even cracked a book, or you're sitting on your fourth step, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's you're delusional. It is it is pretty delusional. And but, if none of this makes any sense, and you didn't know there were eleven steps before the twelfth step, just you know, hit us up. Yeah, do them. Um, the the thing that. <sighs> Hot take. Hot take of the pod. Um, (laughs) You know, we're talking about like good meetings versus terrible meetings. Um, My whole point, and you guys took my point, I just want to reiterate it to clarify. um, You could go to a thousand meetings that were great solution-based big book meetings, big book studies, step studies, big book deep dives, line by line, whatever, um, and not do the 12 steps. Right. And that is the solution on offer. So if that's the solution on offer, and here comes the hot take, um, these meetings where... (laughs) The meetings where it's like, we want to get to the to the real you know message of the big book or the intent of the authors or like a big book deep dive a word by word line by line and they've been doing that for years right and i and i love that they're doing that and they're helping people understand that the book is the program but here's <laughs> here's my issue you've been you've been studying this book so long have you never realized that the book never tells you to study the book? Mm. Like the book just says, here's the stuff we did and that you can do and recover. And then in this last chapter, we're going to say, well, uh, you're alone and uh, you're new at this. Guess what? How, uh, how you get the fellowship around you is, is, that you're needing is you go help other people do this. You and God create that fellowship and the fellowship is going to be people you helped recover and that they help recover. And it's going to be this community that explodes around you. And like at no point is this book suggesting that we like deep dive this book and try to like do this biblical liturgical breakdown of the whole book. And it's like to me, it's a hot take because so many people who I quote unquote agree with in AA would like crucify me for saying that but it's like the book is a path to get connected to a power greater than myself Mm -hmm. which will guide me to help other people do that 
I'm worshiping the power, not the process. Right. 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 So to me, it's like uh, I think it's I think. That type of stuff can also be a distraction from actual recovery because I could sit in a line by line, word by word, big book, you know, analysis session for 90 meetings in 90 days and not recover from alcoholism because I didn't fucking do anything, right? And my experience, going back to my literal experience earlier, when I came back to AA, my experience was. I just did the stuff in the book and I started by doing it the way that the book talks about, which is like, you don't have a sponsor. You don't know anyone. Just do this stuff. It's in this book. I did that. Um, I'm not special. I was desperate. And the book, thankfully, is quite clearly designed for people who are alone and don't have a sponsor to do the stuff in it. And I got with somebody and I've met people and when I hit 90 days, I don't remember where I was at or, you know, it wasn't an occasion, but I know when I hit 90 days, I'd already been sponsoring multiple people for over 60 days. And I was like fucking on fire. My life was changing. And like how you talked about, I'm not this like control freak nutcase anymore. Like suddenly like that, right? Sash, sash, like just <laughs> as quick as that. I was no longer a liar. Mm. I was no longer, you know, unfaithful to my wife. All of this shit was removed from me because I did the stuff and I wasn't in a meeting being dragged slowly over the coals mm -hmm. of reading a fucking book like it's the fucking Bible. I was given directions and I did them and it changed everything. And that's what that book is about. That's what the book says to do. So, like, I feel like that can be a distraction. Would I rather someone go to that than Pukathon five thousand for ninety straight days? Sure. Yeah. Certainly. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sold even on that. But. Well, I think it's well, like what second Ted... hot take of the pod. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to take us in a different direction. What were you going to say, Ted? No, no, no. Well, uh, I think that the best, may, perhaps the best way to never actually have to do steps is to hide out in step study meetings mm. first yeah. off like i just think if you want to if you if you are a person sitting at home who wants to get an aa badge and not actually ever recover or do anything fill your go to step studies fill your satch yeah. with badges from from 90 from step study meetings but also i just want to say of the i agree with what you said john but we also go to two big book study meetings every week right, right. wednesday wednesdays and now saturdays we are we are reading the book so it's like it reminds me what you I agree with what you said, except that it reminds me of the part when we talk about step 11, where it's you can do all this other shit like yeah. in your morning meditation, as long as you don't do it to the exclusion of mm -hmm. step 11. Mm -hmm. You can study. You can get a fucking uh, word magnifying glass out and go full conspiracy mode. Charlie Kelly shit all over the wall with the big book. That's totally right. cool. Yeah. But don't do it to the exclusion of the actual work of the steps and Bingo. sponsoring other people. Sure. Right. So because if, if you're sponsoring other people and you're doing all that other stuff and you're living in 10, 11, and 12, fuck yeah, brother. Get yeah. out there and just, like, get do it, do it big and be weird about the big book. But don't, if you have to pick between those two rounds, if you, it's, right. you, can, you can't do them both, then just work the steps. <laughs> uh, people, there are people who do a wonderful job working steps with other people and are great sponsors who don't know shit about the big book, except that they have one 
and they can find the right page and they can find the right quote if they need it but they're not like gurus and they don't they can't right. tell me who aa number three is and it doesn't matter it doesn't hinder their effectiveness at all agreed yeah i think you know I, I i agree with you in the point that you made earlier about like 90 and 90 being that's just one of many examples that we've already talked about today like very like well-meaning guidance that doesn't have anything to do with the steps of recovery uh, and so you could like I'll use my experience like I had I didn't know what I didn't know and so I'm like okay well I'm on this path to go like explore all these different meetings and I'm going to find one that I like and certainly someone's going to tell me what I need to do if I had gotten there and someone had been you know grabbed my hand and said you're going to make coffee every Saturday morning that would have sent me down a completely different path, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And so I fumbled around in the rooms for like three months before I found someone and heard someone speak that I was like, she has been through the 12 steps. I'm certain of that mm. because of what she has shared. She is offering to take me through them. Like that's what I need to, that's what I've been looking for. But it right. took me over three months, you know, of being very confused, very frustrated. And, you know, after that point, when I really got going and I was really like, okay, we're going to read the book and we're going to do the steps when we get to a step, we're going to go through these actions. And I still read the book line by line with her. And even doing that, it was like three months before I was sponsoring someone. Hmm. And Which it, is really fast. Well, it didn't feel the, fast when I was doing it, you know. Right. In, the scheme of, in the scheme of things. Yeah. It is. But if I had gone into that first meeting or like in my first you know meeting I had heard someone say oh we do a step a month then I could have done exactly what you're talking about like I'm gonna hide out in step one for a month and I'm gonna feel really good about it because my sponsors hold me we don't want to recover too fast you know I've got some got some trauma that you know I I don't want to like you know oh we need to hit pause here I need to get with my counselor and see if this is gonna interfere with my therapy and stuff it's just like you know what which that happened to me you gotta do you gotta do you know, I'm I'm not here to argue with you or stand in your way, um, but I'm very fortunate that I fumbled around and I eventually, like I, I called it a rat maze earlier, like I eventually found the solution and I'm convinced that it took what it took and that I had to go through all of that because now I have these experiences that can be useful to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, What's so wild about your story too is we talked about there are people who who can go to a meeting full of recovered people and hear them talk say beautiful shit and it means nothing to them and i don't understand uh, they're just not ready to hear it and then conversely there are people like you whose first AA meeting was garbage who then went to 90 meetings that were garbage and then on day 91 they didn't feel any better and that for whatever reason they they ultimately do recover. So it's like, those are examples for me of just like, this is all God shit. At the end of the day, it has nothing to do with me mm-hmm. because like, who am I to Like, if you had asked me like, oh yeah, somebody whose first meeting is trash, who is told to do 90 and 90 and then actually does it, will they recover from alcoholism? I'd be like, nope, not gonna happen, <laughs> right? You could I ask me and I'd say me. no. Right. But to right. be fair, I did find good meetings. Like I found good recovery in some of the meetings that I was going to, but I didn't know the true from the false at that time you know it was just like absorbing everything and like well these things are contradicting each other um so i can look back now knowing what i know today and it's a lot clearer but when i was going through it uh 
it was just chaos. It was just really difficult yeah. to decipher what was going on. And I had a couple of sponsors early on who I don't know if they had been through the 12 steps. They had their idea of recovery was very different. And so some of the direction that they gave me kind of perpetuated that confusion. Uh, but like I said, it's all good. And it all happened the way that it needed to happen. You know, it's perfect. Yeah. I think that that speaks to kind of the benefit that some people throw out there about the 90 and 90 where it's like, oh, well, you'll get to you'll get to see a lot of different types of meetings. Yeah. And see, you know, and it's like, what does that get me? Yeah. But my thing is always <laughs> like, OK, I kind of. Yeah. You know, I guess you're saying like you'll get to see some, you know, what you like or what you don't like or hear a bunch of different people. And it's like or he- hear me out or. You could just uh, immediately start step one with that person and start helping them into the steps. Oh, no? No, you don't feel like doing that? Oh, okay. Thank that you for being fucking useless. That was not on offer. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm not the, saying you as a newcomer. I'm saying them. Yeah. So, Leo, why didn't right. you just why didn't you just immediately start? I'm sort of disappointed. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it just, it feels like I get you, to, didn't, you didn't want to. You know what? Enough. It's even more frustrating than that because I was told... Read the first 164 pages and then call me. Really? And so mm-hmm. I did that. Mm-hmm. That happened to you too, John. That's so crazy. That and that so really think happened. about how long right. that could have happened and like how much quicker it would have just been if I had yeah. done, like broken that up. And did I mean, that's what tests. they did with Bill Dotson. That's what they did with Ernie G. That's what they did with, you know, all the, that's why it took them so long. It took them, what, uh, 18 months to get 10 or 11 recovered people. Because, you know, in 1935, 1936, they were like, here, read the first 164 pages of this book that does not exist yet. Mm-hmm. And you know, oh, call me. Ki- yeah. Right. I'm like, this is a long joke. Right. I was like, for those of people who are, I'm like, at first I was like, wait. That I was actually the condensed are. version of a 14 minute story <laughs> joke. Yeah. So. Settle in. I want to get to what I feel is the ultimate current day. Um. 90 and 90 situation which is how do you how do you say dog shit in a nice way (laughs) no um the the situation on zoom the thing is i don't know if there probably are in-person meetings doing this too but um I I can't I can't count how many Zoom meetings I've been to where it's like this huge emphasis on like let's welcome everyone with under 90 days and it's like 90 yeah. days is positioned as like this big fucking deal right mm-hmm. um I'm still waiting on my Chili's gift card <laughs> Yeah I mean the thing is you have to show up at a Chili's with the sash with the badge on it. Well, that's the problem. I I was Zoom, so no, I never got yeah, one. Yeah, you're, you're Zoom baby. I feel like also, can I just say how like, uh, like, live, laugh, love, target mom, I'm a Zoom baby sounds? <laughs> oh, I hate all of those things. 
Can I not say that? Wait, no, no, no. It just it just sounds like one of those things like the fellowship sign that you sent me a picture of. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like I'm a Zoom baby. It's like one of those like well, nom nom. How can I say that in a less obnoxious way it's not so obnoxious. I don't sound like... I, I don't... That didn't register with me in that way at Sylvia at all. So See, I, it's a me. It's not a you. It's a me. Can we talk about that for a second, though? Because like dog mom, boy mom, live, laugh, love, like all that like how much I hate it. What's boy mom? I mean... <laughs> oh, you haven't seen people with, like, boy mom shirts? Hashtag adulting. No. Girl mom? mom? It's just, like, I have a boy who's a child. Oh. Uh, you know? You know what I see a I lot here? I try not here? to gender other people's children. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, or pets. Um, wh- what I see a lot of here, me and my wife and I notice this all the time. I don't know... I don't know what's going on here. But it's like the Disney font handwriting, mm-hmm. and it's a decal, mm-hmm. and it's usually on an SUV, and it says, powered by bitch dust. <laughs> Girl boss. I've never seen that before. I've lived we here most of my life. all the time. Mm. I'm just like... Send me a picture next what? time you see it. I need I'm, afra- I'm afraid to take a picture, because they're powered by bitch dust. What <laughs> if they retaliate? <laughs> Anyway, this, my mom this, got me a hat, like a boy mom hat. This is the last thing I'm going to say. <laughs> this is all staying in. This is and all staying in. It was so frustrating because this is post my fourth step, but I was like, have you ever met me? Like, have right. we actually <laughs> met? Anyway. My mom does shit like that too. Yeah. It's like, I thought you'd love this. And I'm just like, uh-huh. this is. This is something like, not me as an eighth grader, but Mm-mm. like a current eighth grader would like. <laughs> so, anyway. Your moms sound cringe. Ooh. My mom is based. Wow. <laughs> wow. You, you, my friend, are lit. Okay, this has gone way off the rails. Are we but... including an appendix for the, the vocab today? Yeah, we're going to have to do a few asterisks in the show notes. On the, in the show notes. So... Uh, this secondary pandemic happening on Zoom, um, in my estimation, is this like this ubiquity of 90 days being constantly and even like at our Wednesday meeting, I think it's turned into 90 days. I think it used to say if you haven't done the steps or well, we just we just like to recognize newer people. Right. But it's just efficiency. It's just who in here doesn't have. Right. Sponsors, basically, what we're asking. Yeah. So, but there's these formats, and they revolve entirely around. Okay, the first chunk of the meeting, we want to hear from the new people. They and a lot of them call them day counters, mm-hmm. and they want to hear from people with less than ninety days. And like, I think that can be useful, depending on what the rest of the meeting format is. Mm. If the rest of the meeting format is recovered people addressing the issues that those people brought up. Right. Awesome. If the rest of the meeting is people saying stuff like just work a step a year mm-hmm. and and just slow and easy, don't microwave your sobriety. <laughs> which is a literal thing I heard in one of these meetings that's like that, which was followed and during like immediately after the prayer at the end, a guy who was a regular there and who was not trolling this woman asked her 
Hey, I'm just gonna say Sylvia because I don't wanna. I don't remember what her name was. Hey, Sylvia. So <laughs> did it? Did it really? Did you really take 12 years to go through the steps? And she was like super offended that he thought that. And it was like, but you just told all these people to take 12 years to go through the steps, but you're like offended about it. Um, but that's the kind of like insanity that I that I am like used to seeing in Zoom meetings that are based around this idea of 90 days somehow having this like. Uh, mystical transformative property where we can delineate between like and you'll hear it like you said earlier people get people get enough to parrot shares mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you'll hear it in that first chunk of that meeting where people are like yeah I'm looking forward to my 90 or like people share and they're they're saying they're like I'm on a different footing now and they're like talking about it because they have over 90 days and Mm -hmm. it's like I've gotten this thing where I've done enough push-ups that now push-ups aren't so hard and it's just like you've missed the fucking point like Mm -hmm. entirely of this thing and it's like but they might not know that well that's what I'm saying because like they can't possibly the thing is the thing that they're doing is that thing right what they're doing is an abstinence model not a recovery model so it's like what you're doing is you're succeeding at the thing you're being offered and like crushing it actually it's the boy whistling in the dark you know yeah for sure but they might not know that i don't think they're like i say they like in my experience I had not been presented with, you know, do you want to go to 90 meetings in 90 days or do you want to take the steps and recover? <laughs> right. Like that, that wasn't something that I was choosing. I thought that like one would lead right. me to something better. And so, right. you know, I, f- I really feel bad for people like that because that whistling in the dark analogy, it's real. Like they're telling themselves, yeah, work better, feel better. Totally. Going to meetings, you know? I hit my 90 days. No more hangovers. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, I was... Uh, like, it's like every uh, January 1st meeting on Zoom. Oh, I How bet. happy are you to not be hungover? <laughs> you know, it's just like, God. <laughs> Congratulations. Can we go... Sash. Can sash, we go sash. to one this year? Yeah, we I should all we go. should. All of us. I have not experienced that. I would love to go. It's a so lot. So fun. So fun. I, I think that the, if I were... Um, if I were Zoom baby... And I were just coming in. Hashtag dog. And I, hashtag cat dad. And I was a cat dad, <laughs> I, like I am, uh, fueled by bitch dust. I would go into the. I would. I think that it creates a perverse incentive. Yes. For people to. Oh, so if I'm within my first ninety days, I'm get the all of this attention showered on me. People are very affectionate towards me, and they pay mm. a lot of attention to me. And then. I get 90 day or whatever. I'm on day 89 and I hear Phyllis say to somebody who's on day one, who's still drunk, actually, like Ron's on there and he's still shaking drunk. And Phyllis says, Ron's the most important person in the room today, y'all. Mm. You're the most important person in the room. Keep coming back. Mm. I'm on day 89. I'm like, then I do my sash and everybody claps the next day. And then on day 91, I'm like, fuck this. I don't get to talk at the beginning. Uh, now I'm just drifting to the back of this room and the person who just got here is getting all the attention and I believe that I fundamentally believe because of my experience that this is a this is a people powered program and that I can only get sober with the help of all these people who are no longer paying attention to me Uh, at least part of my brain is going to be like ah fuck it I'm going to drink today I'm going to start this bitch right over like Mm -hmm. I miss being new now that I'm an old timer this is no fun well why that's relevant is that if you are the real alcoholic described in the big book, 
you're getting nothing from removing nothing. the solution of alcohol and filling it with just meetings. Mm-hmm. You're it's not worse. giving me a solution. And it's it's you you will likely feel worse and also then there will be guilt and shame associated with the fact, I assume, yeah, that you I don't can't get feel this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel guilty that this isn't working better. And then I then you have to whistle in the dark. You have to, or else like I don't know what else you do. Right. Two questions. First one is what would you what do you say to somebody who's on day nine if if there was somebody listening right now who's on day ninety one and hasn't had the experience that we've been discussing, what do you say to that person? As they while they're listening right now please get my contact information and i'd be happy to sponsor you to mm. the big book <laughs> or hook you up with someone you know if i'm not your jam like i've got a whole crew of recovered people that are willing to help that's a that's a good angle that's a better answer than i could have possibly <laughs> yeah, it's better than Fuck. i was expecting <laughs> should have put that in the lightning round okay <laughs> so, do, do you think that um do you think that your 90 and 90 was a total waste of time? No, I don't. Uh, I really think that, you know, I'm grateful for the way that things played out. And I know that it was frustrating in the moment, but I have clarity today. I can connect dots that weren't really there for me when I was going through it. And like I said, I it's like I may be in the middle of that spectrum where people who got like the meeting makers make it and then have gone through the 12 steps and experienced recovery. And so I think that can be really helpful to people who are new to this program and trying to figure out what's real. Great. Yeah. That, that makes perfect sense to me. I, I hell yeah. It, Some of this stuff of the, reminds me of when I was asked to speak at a meeting a couple of weeks ago and I, you know, I did my thing and I spoke and stuff and then like, it's it's an interesting format where they uh, interesting is generous anyway it's it's an interesting format where they i think the chairperson like comments about every single share which i was <laughs> just like <laughs> okay mm-hmm. uh I, I don't know i think i've maybe seen it once before there but um the the, the reaction to my share was like yeah i identify with this or that and then he was like talking about going to meetings and then he was like Connection is the cure. <laughs> I think he told me. Yeah, that. Like, like about like meeting people, and I was yeah. just like, uh, "No, I didn't." No, <laughs> you know. But I think that's the idea behind go to a lot of meetings and meet a lot of people and see the different types of meetings. And yeah, but a lot of what you hear is just so sick. You know, even if you're starting to get on solid footing and you're starting to see like the nature of like your own selfishness and how mm-hmm. we are so self-obsessed, it's like you go into a meeting and it can be such a toxic environment where people are just, you know, perpetuating some of that poison and like you leave feeling worse than, yeah. you know, there's no recovery well, there. Um, but you didn't know that. Well, one thing I tell people, and I hope this is true, although I know it's not always true, is that if you go into a meeting and you are a recovered person and you do share in a way that is both optimistic and practical that for the person who sat through 90 days of garbage that that message that you have now will have more depth and weight and may be more attractive to people and will ring so much different than the other garbage Mm -hmm. that it will make you know the way you described meeting your sponsor Mm -hmm. right right so I don't know if that's the reason, you know, people have to oh. suffer through all that bullshit. I don't know that it's worth it, but it is one positive thing. 
the, like the day that you told me that we were going to do this topic, I was in a Zoom meeting, like a random one, and there was this dude. It was the twenty one of the twenty four hour ones, and there was this dude from like New Jersey who wouldn't. I knew he's from New Jersey because he mentioned it like eight times. He was monologuing when I got on. Look, let's and, back up. I know why you know he was from New Jersey. <laughs> okay, right? Yeah, fair. He goes. I wrote it down. Uh, he goes. Guess what happens after ninety? Ninety-one, you dumb fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Very quickly after that, he transitions into saying, "Anyway, I had my uh, semi-quarterly meltdown last week." Dot dot dot, and then he started talking about being like a total asshole to somebody, and it's like, (sighs) "That's very, that's perfect. (laughs) That's just absolutely perfect." (sighs) Okay. Well, you have a couple options of how you want to open this episode now. <laughs> uh, Ted's little anecdote there, I think. Probably. 91, you dumb fuck. <laughs> so, 12 questions with our guest, Sylvia. Question one, you go for it. Oh, okay. Bull, blunt, or bong? Bull. I'm still offended joint is not involved in that at all. That shows your it's age. the alliteration. Alliteration. Yeah, I, I, uh, I get it. I'm with you. Uh, can you tell me why, Bull? I agree with you, but why? Um, I think just practical, more convenient. Okay. Okay. Strong choice. Yep. Uh, better hang. Russell Brand or Holly Whitaker? Mm, Russell. Holly's never winning that one. <laughs> no. It's not going to happen. No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm crossing these off as we go. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite non-AA spiritual source or speaker or something that you enjoy reading, listening to, watching, whatever that you feel like is helpful to you that's not AA? I wouldn't say one thing, but I have become very interested in kind of growing and exploring different spiritual avenues. So I, I do like to read a lot. Um, the Four Agreements was good. I'm really bad with like some of the authors because I, I listen to books as well. Is that C.S. Lewis? Mm, or is that The Four Loves? No, not C.S. Lewis. Um, I'll show you after the podcast. I'm not going to remember. Okay. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, audiobooks are the shit. Love them. Which step has been most rewarding for you? Oh. That's not a fair question at all. Yeah. I agree. It's because you didn't get the sash. You would know if you had the sash. Twelve. Twelve. Bingo. Two for two on twelve. How many energy drinks for you is too many energy drinks? Mm. One. Agreed. <laughs> Same. <Right> there. <laughs> Up top. Uh, I actually don't know adults that drink energy drinks, but yeah, well, this, this is, is your Zoom baby. This is what you exactly? Right. This is what that, you're missing say that. by not going to in-person meetings. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel very sheltered <laughs> and grateful. It's because you're a Zoom baby. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, better hang. No, <laughs> another better hang. <laughs> Bob. Bob. Right, yeah. Bob, right. thank you. Uh, Sneaking I, that one in under the wire there. Right. right. Two-part. Two-part. <laughs> <laughs> if your life before recovery were a movie, what would it be called? Oh, I was going to compare it to like a movie that I have seen. What would it be called? I mean, it could be the title of a movie you've seen. doesn't matter. I feel like I like how my, my questions this, this season are just upsetting people. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have an answer for that. If I think about that too long, it's going to make me cry. That would be a good title. There I you think go. I think the title would be Powered by Bitch Dust. By Disney Studios. <laughs> I'm taking notes. Hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> ideas for my novel. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's, he's writing a script for the story of your life. What is your personal opinion about, what is the dumbest AA thing? Mm. Like a slogan? Whatever. The thing that really grinds your gears the most. What boils your ham the most about AA? It boils my ham. I think... That's tough because even though I think that some guidance is obviously very harmful, I also believe that God is involved and I had to fumble around and there was a path for me to take um, and other people are on, you know, a similar, I hate to use the word journey. Put, put another word in there, but Bridge. Um, for me, I, I think one of the more damaging things I hear is that meeting makers make it. Mm. Because if I show up to a meeting, I'm already like, you know, I'm patting myself on the back like you said earlier, Ted, so I don't feel like there's anything else to do. You know, I've arrived. I'm better now. You know, I'm going to tell right. my family I'm getting well. Everyone's going to be so happy. Right. Got my sash today. Yeah. I'm pissed about this sash. I want to see some photos. It's like, uh, what is it, uh, Game of Thrones? It's my, it's my sash day. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, when's the last time you did a 10 step? Yesterday. Sick. I don't know why he looks so upset when I I paused that. because I was like, did I send it to you? But it wasn't. Ted is super upset that I'm asking that. I don't if see the difference between me, that and how many people why? have you sponsored. It's so shots fired for me because I suck at ten steps. So ever like I'm like I will I will sit on a ten step for like four or five days. Maybe, sometimes. maybe so step like, up your ten game, bro. I I, I was I know, just listening every, to your episode on ten. When 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 John had me do ten, I was like, are you are you is this a joke? Are you fucking with me? Are you just making fun of me right now? Why? Conservatively, I had heard 410 steps from you by that point when you did. Yeah. So it's, let's it's, be real. It's all relative. So for the for the folks in their cars, uh, it's all relative, right? So I do a thousand percent. I'm a thousand percent better at 10 steps than the people, than random people that you might like stumble into. But they're of the people who do 10 steps religiously, I'm probably like in the 80th percentile. So if somebody asked me when's the last time I did a 10 step, there, there have been seasons of my life where it would be like, 
Oh man, I don't know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, like, I don't know. So every time somebody asks that question, I'm like, see, so that's fascinating to me. And we can talk about this after, but I want to know, like, if it's, are you in pain? Like, is that what drives you back to 10 step? Like, do things just get so uncomfortable? Yes. And why do you, uh, yeah, we can take it. I want to talk about that. Uh, happy to any anybody. Uh, uh, yes. I can tell you why. I can tell you why he sits and doesn't do them. Selfishness, self-centeredness. <laughs> I mean, it's my problem. No, today. but I mean, it was my even, problem then. You know, even it's on the, the podcast, it's my boss's fault. Yeah, on your episode, you're talking about like you know, I could go like four or five days, and you know, things get pretty shitty, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't done this. I really need to take inventory now. It's like a much bigger problem, you know. So I'm like, oh, yes. good. It's a, it's a good it's a success story. Like, and it's a like, good call no, out. No, I still do that. You're it's like, a still, I still sit it's, on this it, for two or three weeks <laughs> until I'm in terrible pain. And then it's like everything else. It's like it's two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. Like, I, and there are, there are cycles where I'm in it and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm noticeably more content and more effective and useful. And there are cycles where yeah. I'm not in it. And I'm, uh, what did we say? One, like, I'm the ripple effect of, like, I'm not. I'm causing confusion, not harmony. And I notice it in 11, and then I'm like, okay, I have to, I have to do something. And Absolutely then even fair. after that, I think about that. I sit on it for like another day or two, and then I'm like, sometimes. Totally. Yesterday, I was like, after my 10 step, I was like texting someone. I was like, I know I need to help somebody right now, but I don't fucking want to. You know, Preach. like I am, I just, I want to sit in this self-pity. You know, I want to, you know, I just, it still happens. And yes. It's always uncomfortable when, like, I'm going through that. It takes longer than I'd like to admit, but, like, that's real. Yeah. The Fred's story about uh, his 10th step where he was out on his pouting veranda. I right. think about that often. <laughs> I was When I was on my honeymoon, I was like, where are you going to go pout on? Uh, all right. All right. Fire away. What are we on? Sorry. This is question five for you. Good. Thank you. I have a lot to choose from here. I got to go grill burgers and get them on the table in time for my my kid to get it to bed on time. So no rush or anything. Are you gonna say the one that I? You're gonna. The one you gave me? That's mine. That's not yours. Okay. You gave That's it. That's good me. enough. Okay. What's <laughs> the craziest thing that you've seen on a Zoom meeting? Hmm. I don't, I really don't even know. Ted wearing a, a backward baseball hat does not count. Because <laughs> it looks so cool. Yeah, that's more I don't know. Crazy. It's not, I mean, it's nothing like earth shattering. It's probably like people using drugs or drinking, like really? in a meeting. I've never seen anyone use drugs on a Zoom meeting. That's wild. Yeah. You should talk to, uh, I think his name's Roland on our podcast about the guy he was sponsoring this guy and the guy would like turn his camera off to smoke meth mm -hmm. and then be back and be like yeah so anyway <laughs> just like uh no nothing that extreme but i've seen people like you know smoking weed or something and i'm like just i don't know it doesn't seem very considerate but yeah glad you're here keep coming back you're in the right place <laughs> most uh, important person in that zoom room right. okay uh, 
Clubhouse or church basement? Clubhouse. Mm. Mm. Okay. I had to think about the difference. Right. Yeah. What is the difference? Um, in my experience, there are more stairs in the church. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a real Zoom baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, can you, well, if you could pick a new name or new... Yeah, new name for the word sponsor. What would it be? That's a great question. I came up with it. That was all Ted. I wasn't ready for that. I really don't know because I think sponsor means something different today than it was intended to. Like, yeah. I don't have the right word. One of you will have the right word, but like a sponsor was just like a friend who brought you to a meeting. Like, that was the initial connection, right? Now you're here and you can listen to this and you can take it all, right? Like, you don't necessarily need a sponsor uh, forever. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's someone to kind of vouch for you. Right. to get you through the first couple steps and plug you in and then you don't need them anymore so what's a good word for that what all, what it always makes me think of is like to drink at a bar in Salt Lake City like that had like real booze you had to, somebody had to like sponsor you <laughs> oh my god <laughs> to be to like you know it's like country club kind of stuff yeah like you're sponsor you're vouching for this person you know right um yeah, so different different thing, but I think that my understanding is that was a similar thing in like the Oxford groups and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but and, today and it's yeah, like that's not that thing. Today it's like you show you have up. A sponsor? Does your sponsor have a sponsor? <laughs> like, <laughs> does your sponsor know he's your sponsor? <laughs> like, what the f- I, fuck? <laughs> is this Christopher I, uh, Nolan's sponsorception? <laughs> the fuck are we talking about, dude? <laughs> Yeah. I heard maybe the Clay's, word is sponsorption. Yeah. Clay's wife, I heard say on their podcast about what in ACA they're called like fellow travelers or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And that that's like groovy. I'm, I'm not saying that's not very that. yeah. That's very like granola hacky sack of you. It's very woo woo. Yeah, it's but it made me think. But okay. I'm I'm a woo woo guy. Right. Oh, yeah. You're woo woo hashtag cat dad. Yeah, that sounds like LSD or mushrooms are involved. Well, I that's think. this guy. Yeah. Mm. Me and my my wife and life partner, uh, <laughs> Lady Simone. <laughs> Lady Simone. <laughs> Literally quoting my stupid comedy bits for anyone listening. Okay. Would you rather rid the world? I guess. AA. Well, no. Would you rather rid the world of slogan slingers or sober influencers? Mm. <sighs> Guys. The suspense is killing me, Sylvia. <laughs> I guess slogan slingers. <laughs> Like I love the resignation in that. I'm gonna, yeah. Here, do you want to do the bonus question? I can't see it. 
I remember that one. Okay, yeah. Bonus question. How would you define the term old-timer? Oh. Someone with over 20 years, probably. Okay. Of sobriety. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, this has been great. Um, I feel like this could go an hour longer if it weren't. I know. I don't want to stop. Aforementioned cheeseburgers that need grilling and the baby that needs to eat said cheeseburger and go to sleep. But what a wonderful chat. We'll have to have you on again. It was absolutely a pleasure. Are we not doing this every Saturday? Um, we could. I was we just could. kidding. Just With group conscious about what we are going to do on Saturday mornings from here on out. Well, I'm just so kind of. I'm kind of just. I'm, I'm hazy on what the blood oath was that we signed, but thank you for being on our show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Perfect. Do you want to say, say anything, Ted? It was awesome having you, Sylvia. Right, it was an I absolute agree. pleasure. Completely. I fucking loved every minute of it. I wish we yeah. could do this for longer. Uh, I'm upset that John has a family. Right. All right. We'll see you, Ted. <laughs> and I'm Ted. <laughs> This has been podcast greater than yourself. <laughs>